0: Before we get rolling into today's podcast, I want to tell you about our awesome sponsors that uh, keep this thing free for you guys. So first we have duckseason.com. That's D-U-K-S-Z-N dot com. Uh, Go on there, check it out. Uh, You can get signed up for uh, Traded Hunts, where you put in your location, the kind of birds you're after, you know, the type of things that you do and uh, you can search around on there, see other people, their areas, what they go after, and you can talk with each other and get linked up and trade hunts with each other. So rather than hiring an outfitter or a guide, if you're on a budget or kind of want to do a little bit of a DIY thing, you can get linked up with some people, go hunt in their area, they come out and hunt in your area. It's a really cool thing. Also on there, there's some forums, you know, duck hunting, waterfowl hunting in general, different tips and advice, things like that. And they also have a lot of merchandise, really cool stuff. And in their merchandise, they have the Salty Fowl line of clothing, where 100% of the profits from that go to uh, Eider Research out there on the coast. So really cool cause. Go check it out. Go buy some stuff. Get on some trade hunts. You definitely won't regret it. Next, we have Steady Wing Outfitters, that's Mikey Soberano. He's up there in northeast Kansas, and he uh, specializes in waterfowl, turkey, and deer. You can check him out on Instagram at Steadywing Outfitters. Uh, and if you want to book a hunt, you can give him a call. His number is 785 410 2304. Next, we have 701 Pursuit. They're over there in North Dakota. They're making a bunch of awesome hunting and fishing content. It's on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, all of the places. Go check them out for some high quality stuff. They also have a website with some merchandise and other things on it. Uh, the website is 701pursuit.com. That's the numbers, 701pursuit.com. So check them out. All the places that you have social media, they're on there somewhere. Next we have Bulldog Baits. It's over there in western Oklahoma. Uh, they're making crankbaits, jigs, soft plastics, spoons, jig heads, sinkers, anything you need for fishing. They've got it. So you can check them out on uh, Instagram. It's bulldog underscore baits. And if you want to go on their website to order some stuff, it's bulldog-baits.square.site. So, if you're needing anything, definitely, definitely go check them out. Also, on the same note, we have Stump Thumper Baits. Their website is stumpthumperbaits.com. They also have soft plastics, jigs, all that type of stuff. Want to check them out, too? On Instagram, their handle is at stumpthumperbaits. They're also Facebook, anywhere else. Now we have Waylon Johnson and his guide service. He's over in the San Antonio area. Uh, He's hunting ducks, geese, anything waterfowl you guys want to get on over there down in Texas. You can give him a call at 361-494-7868. You can also find him on Facebook. Uh, His name is just Waylon Johnson. See what he's been up to. Check out the cool birds down there. All that good stuff. And lastly, we have my dog training business up here in Northeast Montana. I specialize in retrievers, but I train all sorts. Basic obedience, force fetch, waterfowl upland, anything you're looking to get done with your dog, I can help you out with. Um, You can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, all the normal places. It's H-I-L-I-N-E, Retrievers. And then if you're looking for some advice or looking to uh, get set up with some training, give me a call. My number is 406 783 7083. Thanks a lot. Thanks to our sponsors. Go check them all out and enjoy the show.
1: Well, Cubby took wing. Shotguns singing.
0: A pointing dog down in the old logging road. And Danny got three and looked back grinning. I fumbled around and I tried to reload. Alright, welcome to the Woods and Water Podcast. This is Garrett. Before I introduce my guest today, uh, I want to remind you guys about the fishing gear giveaway that we have going on. Uh, If you go to the Instagram, it'll be the top pinned post right on top of the feed for the W underscore W underscore podcast Instagram. Uh, Go in there, read it, really easy to enter. Get in there, win yourself some fishing gear. So now my guest today is Wes Calvert. He's in Central Missouri, and he is the host of the Final Descend podcast.
1: So, Wes, why don't you introduce yourself? Hey, everybody! Um, like Garrett said, Wes Calvert, Final Descend podcast, um, over here in Central Missouri. If anybody knows where the Columbia area is, I I live just north of Columbia, uh, home of the uh, Missouri Tigers. So, uh, good to be good to be on today, Garrett. How's things going with you?
0: Well. We are melting outside, so that's good. We have steady increase in temperatures. We've gone from negatives and 30s nonstop to now we're jumping up. We're supposed to be 79 degrees here in two days, so we're jumping pretty much 50 degrees over a four-day period. So it's a sloppy mess, but I'm not freezing anymore, so <laughs> we're doing great.
1: Yeah, that's good. It's, uh, it's starting to warm up here as well. I think it was in the high 60s today uh got out mowed the yard for the first time and did some yard work and did some kind of spring cleaning stuff so got all that uh honeydew stuff before i leave to go to kansas next week to try to kill the turkey
0: cool so since this is a hunting podcast you brought up turkeys why don't we start by talking about the master's tournament right now what's up with the rain delay ruined my saturday
1: oh yeah i know I was fully, I was fully intending on, after I was done cleaning out the garage, I was going to go sit my ass in my recliner and watch the masters the rest of the day. And I pulled up my, pulled out my phone to check the score to, or, you know, check the scoreboard and see, you know, how things are going. And it's like weather delay. I'm like, no, what am I going to do the rest of the day? Yeah,
0: I was I was ready for dad mode too. We had to run to the big city to go do uh the kids' uh, Easter egg hunt and Easter bunny stuff. And then on the way home, I told my wife to uh check and see what the standings were at and she said it says weather delay. And yeah, my whole plan was to get done with the Easter, <laughs> Easter egg stuff and uh come home and take the dad nap in the chair with the masters on and weather ruined it. Yeah. Yeah. But what do you totally think? Totally ruined it.
1: Well, <clears throat> I uh, I'm kind of glad that Kepka's
0: yeah, Kepka's that's what I was I'd like
1: to, I say, I'd like to see one of those live guys win uh, win this weekend. That'd be pretty cool. Just to stick it to the PGA.
0: Yeah. Well, plus Brooks Brooks Kepka is so fun to watch, just because I guess if you ever listen to the Pardon My Take podcast, they've had him on, and he thinks golf is boring. Yeah. So pretty that, pretty funny to watch him
1: that, and he's like uh, he's like enemy number one of the media like the media hate him just because he's a complete asshole to them yeah so that's funny that's that's fun to watch too so did you uh have you seen do you have netflix i by do chance yeah so have you watched the full swing on netflix i haven't yet you're so like the eighth uh, person
0: that's told me to watch it and i haven't had time yet oh man
1: it's it's so good i, I highly recommend it highly recommend it it's very good so, yeah
0: i've got about it kind
1: of gives you it kind of gives you a more, you know, look into those guys and like their personalities and stuff, because you only see a little bit, you know, you don't get to see their personalities and stuff in golf, much like you do in other sports like football, baseball, or basketball. So uh, you kind of get a good feel for what those guys are really, are. I guess they're still on camera. So you still not really for sure what they're really like, but it, you know, It's a better look into their life and kind of you know how they are and personalities and whatnot.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I've got a list of about forty shows that people have told me I need to watch next. So (laughs) we'll see. We just started Yellowstone, so we're a ways back. We're way behind.
1: The the Montana Batman.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: There's a there's a there's a guy here locally, he's on one of the radio stations, and he's got his own podcast too. And I uh, listened to him a little bit, and he he always refers to Yellowstone as the Montana Batman.
0: <laughs> well, I've lived in Montana for about twenty years now, and I can tell you that's that's not exactly what Montana is like at all. Yeah. Plus, that show was filmed in Utah, so quit coming here. Go to Utah.
1: <laughs> I kind of figured as much. Kind of figured as much. Okay. So.
0: Well, now now that we got the fun stuff out of the way, <laughs> what? You said you're going to Kansas to hunt turkeys. Is that what you said? Yes. When you take it That's
1: correct. So I'm leaving early Tuesday would be this Tuesday morning, which would be the 11th. So here in a couple of days, I'll be heading out. I think I'm, I haven't decided exactly when I'm going to leave. I know it's going to be early, probably three, four o'clock in the morning. So I can get out there. It's about five hours to get out where I'm going to North Central Kansas and uh get out there and do some scouting on the 11th and season shotgun season opens the 12th so i'll scout all day the 11th and then start hunting the 12th Uh, my brother will be driving out on the 13th to meet meet me out there because he couldn't couldn't get off work that early in the week so he's gonna be meeting me out there too and we're gonna see if we can chase a few birds down
0: cool so you guys are just gonna kind of freelance it out there
1: yeah, yeah, we've got a lot of uh done a lot of internet scouting. You know, been on Onyx about. I'm on there. It seems like every night. You know, I'm sitting in my recliner. I'm on my phone looking at Onyx maps and pinning places. And you know, I, I think I've got you know fifty some odd pins set in the area that we're going. And I doubt we make it to all of them, but I'll uh do my do my best to get around to most of them, anyways.
0: So when you're internet scouting for turkeys, I guess, what what type of areas are you pinning? Like, what are you looking for on Onyx? Because I'm all new to the turkey game, so treat me like a so, Gardener.
1: Looking for the bigger stands of, uh, you know, I guess in Kansas, there's not big stands of woods like there is here in Missouri, but, you know, the bigger tree lines, something that's got a creek running through it, because generally they tend to. Roost in the creek bottoms and whatnot. So you generally you can find somewhere in there. Um, so something something with a big uh, big big uh, concentration of trees and a river bottom or a creek bottom or uh, something like that. So
0: once you get there and you get to those pins, are you guys just uh, making some noise and seeing if you can hear something, or are you just out looking for birds, or what's the game plan once so, you get there?
1: <clears throat> So when I get there, I probably won't, uh, cause it'll still be, um, their archery season is open right now. So the people probably still be out archery hunting. I don't want to, I don't want to booger anybody's hunts or anything. If I, you know, if there's people there, but mainly just, uh, getting to the high points and, and glassing and, and seeing if I can see birds or, you know, sitting in areas and listening for a while. So, uh, just kind of, getting there to see, you know, see if I can put my eyes on birds basically. And then, um, that evening I'll go and see if I can, see if I can roost, uh, roost, put a bird to bed for opening morning, um, or not.
0: So does he live down there or are you guys just, uh, going to go get a motel room or what?
1: Yeah. So we're, we're, we've got a motel room that we're going to stay at, um, which is, uh, kind of the easiest way to easiest way to go i thought about sleeping in the truck all week but i figured it'd be nice to uh nice to have a warm shower and a place to lay my head so um, maybe if it was a probably five or six years ago i probably would have just said screw it and slept in the truck all week and went to like a loves or uh, some truck stop and took a shower there someplace like that but um getting a little getting a little older now so that stuff does not as appealing to me so i'll take the com. I'll, I'll pay the pay the extra money for the comfort yeah i guess is what i'm saying
0: i used to uh do the whole snow goose thing and sleep in the pickup overnight in front of a field to make sure he got it things like that anymore Yeah. All the. Uh, <laughs> i mean if it's gonna come to that i'll bring a tent and an air mattress and I got the little 120 <laughs> outlet and the pickup, you know, and I'll air, air up the air mattress from that and everything. Cause the whole sleeping yeah. on the reclined seat with your knees in the steering wheel all night, isn't, isn't what it used to be. I wake up sore yeah. in my own bed, <laughs> let alone a pickup anymore.
1: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I've, I've come to uh, <clears throat> enjoy the, the comforts of life a little more than I have when I was younger.
0: Yeah. Yeah. My, uh, Son on the weekends if he's good and whatnot during the week, I'll uh, bring the cots in and we'll sleep on the cots in the living room on the weekend. Yeah, I'll go sleep watching movies or whatever. <clears throat> he wakes up, jumps up out of bed, ready to go. It takes him about ten minutes to get off that cot and straighten back out.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure those. Uh, you're a little older, you're you don't uh, you don't quite move as good as you used to when you're trying to get out of bed.
0: So when does your uh, Missouri season start?
1: So our Missouri season starts on the 17th so not this Monday but the next Monday so the following Monday um, I'll be out in Kansas all that uh, all next week basically and then they're t- they're calling for some rain and stuff on Saturday out there where we're at so we may end up packing up uh, a day early and uh, coming back home on Saturday and I might get to go out and do some scouting the the Sunday before um, the Sunday before our season opens, but my, uh, my brother went out and listened, uh, on some public ground this morning and, and found a few birds. And I got, uh, I got permission to a farm that i had hunted last year. And, uh, last weekend was our youth season for turkeys and, uh, took a family friend of ours, uh, their nine-year-old son wanted to go. So I got him out there and, wasn't really ideal conditions. The wind was blowing 25 mile an hour, you know, us up to 30 to 30 to 40 mile an hour, um, Saturday morning. Um, but we went anyways, <clears throat> didn't hear anything, um, uh, as expected because, um, makes it hard to hear when the wind's blowing that hard. And, um, so we went back out that Sunday evening or sorry, Saturday evening, um, heard one bird um, he was off in the distance and then tried again on sunday and the birds were just uh they were all around us but they were all on neighboring properties nothing that we could uh nowhere that we could make a move on them so i'm interested to see if uh see if the birds move back in on that property because uh last year at the end of last year there was like four different birds on this property and i'm I'm hoping that maybe if they get some pressure on these neighboring properties, they'll they'll kind of move back in, but we'll we'll see how that goes. So,
0: when yeah, when does so when does your season start? This coming Saturday, so April fifteenth.
1: April fifteenth, and so you I open two days before.
0: Yeah, and I will be <clears throat> two hours away from home doing a hunters ed instructors convention uh... training thing. So.
1: Yeah, that's right. I remember you telling me.
0: Yeah, that, uh, <laughs> great, great planning on their part, you know, because not very many hunters <laughs> and instructors are actually hunters themselves. So why would you put it on the opening day of a season? But whatever.
1: Right. Um, have you have you been out uh, scouting any or? Yeah, been able to lay your eyes on any birds in your area.
0: So I've been out. I've drove around the places that I saw them last fall, when we were deer hunting. I haven't seen them. But I've seen them while I'm out on service calls, kind of driving around in a couple of places. But where where I have seen them is close to state land where we can hunt, but they were always on some private stuff. And knowing the people oh, that oh, own yeah. that, that's uh, not going to be something we're going to get permission <clears throat> to hunt. So we'll, we'll kind of uh, see. They're, uh, one
1: of those situations. I know those situations all too well. Yeah, well
0: owned by someone out of state because they want to own something in Montana and then it's run by somebody that lives there that's very against hunting so
1: oh uh, yeah
0: yeah so what do you do we'll figure it out I mean worst comes to worst you're sitting out in the springtime enjoying the nice weather
1: yeah exactly that's that's what I've almost I I say it's becoming my turkey hunting is becoming my it's always been my in the top two uh, but it's it's starting to kind of become my 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 favorite over even waterfowl um, and that's saying something because I love waterfowl but I mean you get to get out and in spring the weather's warm um, you're not freezing your ass off so it's kind of starting to become a, come a favorite yeah I'm
0: I'm pretty excited I'm really excited've been shooting the bow a lot but we'll see if I actually get out to use it um that next weekend me and uh two guys are planning on camping out on some state land and hunting for the weekend and they they're not too big into the archery hunting for turkeys so i guess i'll just be yeah. along my shotgun and see how it goes and then if not then i'll go with my uh, other buddy i was originally planning on going with but uh he just got his wisdom teeth out so i don't know if he's gonna be quite ready uh-huh. by then to go out so give him an extra week yeah.
1: I have never actually turkey hunted with a bow. I've only I've only been only chasing with a shotgun. Of course, we get here in Missouri for archery season in the fall for for deer. They give us they say they give us. I mean, I guess it's in the price of the tags. But you're given two turkey tags that you can shoot with a bow in the fall with your deer tag. Uh, yeah, with the deer tag.
0: That's that's sweet. Yeah, that, yeah. Do you know so if you that's get, non-resident too, or
1: just resident? I would have to look that up, but I would, I would believe that it's probably non-resident too, just because they, Missouri likes to keep things, I guess, somewhat simple, and generally the difference between the non-resident and the resident tags is about a hundred and some odd dollars. <laughs> Missouri, I think I. If I remember correctly, Missouri is like one of the cheapest out-of-state places or non has one of the cheapest non-resident uh, deer tags in in the uh, Midwest. There's a lot of leased ground that during uh, the opening weekend of rifle season, you'll see a bunch of different plates, Georgia, Alabama, Mississippi, <laughs> all the southern guys coming up to hunt.
0: Well, sounds like here, except for it says southern people, it's all Minnesota, Wisconsin, Washington, (laughs) Oregon. You get a lot of New York people, New Hampshire, things like that. So, not very many Missouri people are coming up here, though. Must have better deer.
1: (laughs) Well, it's, uh, to get there, I mean, New York's quite a haul, though, too, to, to get across from New York, but. I think I mapped it one time and I think I'm about eighteen hours from Bozeman, maybe. I think yeah. is what it is. Well
0: Bozeman's on the other side of the state for me. <laughs> You'd be closer uh, okay. to me. Big state, bud. Oh yeah,
1: yeah, definitely. So uh South Dakota, so I know you were you were sending pictures of the snow in South Dakota. So I have a buddy that killed a turkey in South Dakota this morning. He drew a drew a South Dakota tag, it opened this morning. Him and the guy he went up with, they both had their tags filled within the first thirty minutes of shooting light and they're they're already headed back home.
0: <laughs> were they in the snowy side or are they were they on like the Nebraska border?
1: I I'd be willing to bet they were on probably the Nebraska border. Yeah. That's where a lot
0: of guys go. They cruise around down there. A lot more turkey and, you know, the Badland type area Yeah. Thing more guys are after yeah
1: so but yeah i I had to ask my brother because i was like hey and his (laughs) coincidentally enough his name's garrett too but i said hey where was garrett hunting at this morning you know i hadn't heard anything and he was like he was in south dakota i was like holy shit that's a (laughs) that's i mean so i know when we went up uh pheasant hunting in south dakota we went to like the aberdeen area and it was like 13 or 14 hours for us. I'm like, that's just a, that's a hell of a haul. There's to take off on a, on a Thursday evening. Cause I think they did, they took off Thursday evening, uh, headed up there and they scouted all day on Friday and then hunted this morning. Um, if you watch, uh, if you watch uh, much YouTube like I do, uh, I would highly recommend watching the Pinhoti project, Dave Owens, that dude, is absolutely insane when it comes to turkey hunting he's like a turkey ninja what did you so, say it's called uh the pinhoti project p-i-n-h-o-t-i project and uh it's dave owens is the the host of the show okay. and uh he just he he basically he's hunting from basically goes when florida starts down in florida and works his way all over the country he's uh he's actually finished the uh, the united states Slam, which is killing a bird in every state that has turkeys so there's 49 49 states that hold a huntable population of turkeys alaska is the only state that doesn't have Uh, turkeys so he's killed a bird in 49 of 49 states so
0: that's absolutely wild all for a bird
1: yeah i was yeah all for a bird all for a bird but a bird that is absolutely people you know people that's the thing about turkeys people are like oh turkeys are just some stupid animal you know how did how you know how do you not how do you not kill one every year how do you you know how do you not tag out every year like, turkeys are a lot smarter than people give them credit for. They're out there trying to survive 365 days a year. They're definitely keen to their surroundings, so they're not an easy bird.
0: Yeah. People say the same thing about antelope and mule deer with whitetail, you know, because they'll just stand out there and look at you at, like, 80 yards or 100 yards or whatever. And how how can you not get one? Well, try to get within yeah. range of one. Try it. I dare you. Yeah. And then once you get in range, yeah. be able to hold yourself
1: Cool enough to be able to handle it. <clears throat> that is exactly right, and that is my biggest downfall when it comes to turkey hunting. Is I do not hold myself together very well. I get so worked up, and I have cost myself more birds than I can count because I get so worked up. You
0: get buck fever for turkeys?
1: Oh yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. I mean. I don't know what it is about it's it's ever since i picked up a shotgun and started turkey turkey hunting it's just uh, it's been in me I've been working on it it's getting better as I get older but still I get you know my my heart that bird gets to gobbling and carrying on and working his way to you and that that chest just starts thumping real bad <laughs> in my i'm sitting there with my gun and i'm, I'm doing this number i'm like god i gotta hold my guns too <laughs> so yeah yeah i get uh get pretty worked up over it
0: so do you like have one of those uh turkey specialty shotguns all set up like the red dot and all the jazz
1: uh no no i have a so before last year i had a uh Remington 870, the super mag three and a half inch gun. Um, that was the, uh, I mean, it's, I guess it was a Turkey gun. Cause it's only got like the 24 inch barrel on it, you know, real short gun. Um, used that for about 10, 12 years, something like that. And uh, I just bought a Franke um, affinity 3.0 this last Turkey season uh, and I've been, I've started using it. So I've switched to a 20 gauge instead of a 12 gauge. So, but no red dot or anything, just the, just the normal, uh, just the normal bead on the shotgun. So
0: yeah, I've seen, seen some of those Turkey setups and man, it looks like they're putting more money into them than some of those guys that build long range <laughs> rifles.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There's, uh. A lot of those guys like to put red dots on their gun or I've, I've even seen people throw uh, scopes on their shotgun and I've, I've contemplated doing the red dot. I don't know how I would like it though, just because I like having that. I like having my full field of vision and I feel like trying to look through a red dot. It's cut, it's cutting me down to where I got to look through this little square and I, I don't know how I like that. Uh, and definitely a scope, you know, a lot of our a lot of our hunting, we're hunting in hard woods and it's thick, you know, thick brush and I couldn't imagine trying to find a, a turkey head in the brush with a scope. <laughs> it's hard enough trying to kill a deer like that. Uh, much less a turkey head that's, you know about you know, about a yeah. square this big that you're trying to hit. So
0: So are you a head shooter or are you aiming for the neck?
1: Oh, I'm I'm always where the where the neck meets the feathers. That's try to where I always try to put it. Okay. Because if I if I was to try to shoot them right in the head, then I would definitely I'd I'd guarantee because I I've, I've done it. I've, I've missed birds because I've done that. Shot over the top of them.
0: God, you got me all excited now. I really just want to go out there and oh. play. It.
1: It's. It's different because the... I mean, it's a lot like waterfowl in a sense because you get to interact with the bird. You know, you hear the bird gobbling. He's responding to you. You're calling, you know. So... And it's like a... It's a giant game of chess is what it is, basically. You know, you're you're trying to get the upper hand on this bird. And, uh, you know, he may be working down a ridge and... Because i couldn't tell you how many times you know my brother and i we've it's taken us three or four days to kill a bird you know even five days at sometimes, you know
0: all right so after those technical difficulties why don't we uh roll into waterfowl <laughs> real quick how did your season go
1: uh it was it was tough tough season um the it was unseasonably warm for a while, um, and then start, you know, we had a drought last year, so we didn't uh, didn't have a lot of water going into the season, and it didn't get much better throughout the season. So it just it, it made it really tough. But, uh, but we were able to kill a few birds and whatnot, but the, the weather just the weather was tough here. Um, and, and didn't get as many hunts in as we normally do because of that.
0: Okay. So did you guys do, uh, mostly those, uh, drawings or what do they call them? Lotteries or drawings or whatever it is you guys do for, uh, water holes down there?
1: Yeah. So, um, we go to the, uh, managed waterfowl areas, um, which are, uh, they have a morning draw. Um, You show up, half the spots are already allocated to the online draw that takes place. Um, So if you don't have an on, you know, if you didn't get drawn in the online draw, you can show up the morning you want to hunt and pull a pill uh, from the box. And if you get one through, you know, if you get one through 30 or one through 20, what you know, however many spots they've got available that morning to hunt, then, uh, then you're lucky enough to uh, to get to hunt. If not, you're either going to hunt a backup spot, going to breakfast, or going back to bed.
0: So, is that one through twenty? Is that the order of pick of the spot, or is that the number of the
1: blind? Correct. Well, it's it's the number you get to pick. So, say if you draw if you draw number one, you get first you get first pick. If it's not already if if that number wasn't already drawn in the online draw, okay. So, so
0: that's what I was going to ask. Like, if they had forty spots, and so they draw twenty <coughs> online and twenty in person, that's what I was going to ask. If it's yep. if it's one through forty for those online people first, and then the leftovers go into that drawing, or if it's like yeah, so twenty the, one through the, forty go to the online, and then one through twenty go to the in person.
1: Yeah. So the the uh, the twenty that are drawn before will be one through forty. So you could draw you could be lucky and you could draw number one pick, or you could be very unlucky and draw number 40 and be the last pick. So depending on how those numbers fall, you know, but if you're number one, if you're number one, you get, you know, if you draw number one that morning, you get the next best picks, whether that's one or whether that's five, you know? So, yeah. And then uh, you get to pick your, take your spot and uh there's so they have the pools um they call them hunting pools and they're sectioned off so say any one area you know like uh my grand pass area you've got hunting pool number four so there's four north and then there's four south so they'll put a couple of parties in each one and then you kind of got to work it out amongst yourselves, you know, who's hunting where and whatnot. So,
0: so do most people then just do the online first or, I mean, is there people that just show up for the in-person drawing only just because or
1: I, I would say that if whoever's showing up at the on, you know, whoever's showing up that morning, um, had put in for the online draw and was probably unsuccessful. Um, but there is, I, I would hate to know the, the amount of people that could put in for the online draw and what the actual like percentage of getting a draw is. I haven't been drawn for an online draw in probably three years. Okay. So it's, uh, it's pretty tough to say the least to get an online draw just because you will there's, there's always people that, uh, they'll put in like, they you know, like one group of hunting buddies. They'll be like, you know, there will be like 20 guys and they'll give all their conservation numbers to this one guy and he'll put those 20 guys in every week. And then they're like, okay, well, if you get drawn, then you take me on the hunt type of deal. Yeah. So, so,
0: so like say there's 40 spots. They draw the twenty for the online, and twenty-one people show up for the in-person. So one guy drew, you know, forty-one, but someone on the online doesn't show up to their spot. Can he take their spot, or how does that yes. work?
1: So say if yeah, so if, so if somebody doesn't, you know, if, if somebody doesn't show up to that online draw you know, or doesn't show up for their, if they got drawn online and they don't show up for it, then that spot gets thrown into the, that gets added to the 20 picks that are there for the, for the in-person draw. So that get, then that would give them 21 spots versus 20.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. So, So is it uh pretty well, you know, like organized and people getting along or is it ever, you know, people bumping shoulders and, pissy about that they got drawn below someone else
1: um it's it's fairly civil in the uh, in the draw room um uh, it gets a little chippy sometimes out in the marsh because people you know it's typical public land and people are jackasses but for for the most part it's it's a pretty good experience um uh, people are fairly civil and you know i've I couldn't tell you the amount of people I've met in a draw room in the mornings and have, you know, had friendships come from that, you know, gotten hunting buddies from that, that I, you know, wouldn't necessarily even know them because they're from a different area. But, uh, um, you know, when I was younger, my brother and I, we would always go and still a lot of mornings were by ourselves. It's just me and him. Um, but we'll back when, so they kind of changed how the morning draws work. So it used to be if you could hunt up to four people in your party. Um, so you used to get one, you used to be able to draw one pill per person. So when you went up to the window, you could draw four numbers and basically you take the lowest number that you pick. Oh, okay. And they changed that probably, I don't know, it's probably been four, five, four years ago. They changed it to where all the areas are now just one pill per party. So, so you walk up to the window, you draw one pill, and that's your pill number, basically. So Whereas before, you would have four opportunities yeah. to draw a number versus the one.
0: So if you went up there at four guys and you guys drew numbers one, two, three, and four, do you guys just throw two, three, and four back into the bucket?
1: Okay. Correct. Okay. Well, it doesn't go back into the bucket. They're just...
0: They don't exist drawn. anymore. So, so, like, five
1: would be... Yeah, so then, you, two yeah, so then five, would, five would be your next... Yeah, five would be two. So, that's, uh, that's eliminated a lot of that. You know, you used to be able to... You could kind of tell, you know, what people were drawing or you could tell, like they they have a, they'll keep a big board, and they'll stick cards in the slots. So, like if somebody draws one, they'll stick the card in there, or if you know one through four are already drawn in the online draw, there'll be cards stuck in those spots. So then you'll know the the lowest available spot is number five, and then you know number one pick will be thrown in there, and you can kind of tell as the draw goes on who's drawing what. By, you know, where they're sticking those cards at on their slots and whatnot. So, but now with the, the, the one, one pill per party, there'll, there'll be a couple pills that don't get drawn out, you know, but generally most pills get drawn out and, you know, that's not really a factor anymore per se.
0: So why don't you, uh, spin us a yarn or two? Why don't you tell us some cool or crazy hunting stories or. You got anything you can think of that stands out from your career outside?
1: Cool or crazy hunting story. Let me think here. Okay. So I'll just stick with the, I'll just stick with the theme of turkey hunting since that's kind of what we've been talking a little bit about. So my brother and I, and something that I'm looking forward to doing this year is I bought a I bought a camera to take on hunts with us to record hunts. So I'm kind of looking forward to getting some content, putting some content out on my page um, from the hunts that we do this year. But uh, sometimes it becomes a little bit of a shit show when my brother and I hunt together. I don't know what it is, but it just something always seems to happen. And uh, about four years ago, we went into a spot and there was There was two birds gobbling. And so we got set up on them and uh, those two birds ended up coming in together. So we were, uh, we were kind of sitting there next to each other. He's like, all right, you take the one on the right. I'll take the one on the left. And um, We're kind of watching these birds work their way into this. Well, all of a sudden it's like the you like snapped your fingers and those birds were standing at the decoys and they were kind of posturing up to the Jake decoy that we had out there. And, um, he's like, all right, well you shoot your bird and then I'll shoot mine. I was like, okay, well I shoot and I, I flat out missed and I'm like, Oh boy. <laughs> so then he shoots and kills his bird and the bird that I was shooting at, it kind of, like, did this, like, number where it kind of, like, flew up, like, like, kind of, like, flew up a little bit, but then it landed, and then it was running dead away from me. And I just, out of, in pure instinct, just swung and poof, and just rolled, rolled that bird. And so he's he took off running after his bird, and we kind of did this number because the birds were right in front of us. But his bird was at the decoys and mine it took off the other way. So we kind of did this crossing number as we're going to our birds. And I'm over like I'm over I got my foot on the the head of the gobbler that I killed. And I'm like I'm like doing like this number, like, yeah. Just so just so jacked up. And I look over and he's like he's like doubled over, like got his arm around his chest, like like something happened. I'm like I'm like, Are you good? He's like, I don't know what happened, but when that gun kicked, it kicked me wrong and it knocked the air out of me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so he ran by you with no air in.
1: Yeah, yeah. He he took off. He he ran by me. He got to his bird and and when I looked over, he was just kind of bent over, like just trying to trying to catch his breath. And uh, he's like, "Yeah, I don't know what happened, but when that gun kicked, it kicked me wrong and I knocked the breath out of me."
0: <laughs> yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's definitely one of those things. If you'd had a camera. Those type of things are always hilarious in the after effect. It's just if, you know.
1: Oh yeah.
0: It's the kind of thing that you just wish you could show people, just to show them how funny it actually was.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. That that's a that's a good funny. I've got a lot of funny stories of us hunting together. Nothing real. Uh, nothing real amazing or anything, but more comical than anything. So.
0: Yeah. Um.
1: I did, uh, so a, uh, waterfowl story, um, went hunting with a buddy one morning and he had a, uh, mud motor on his boat, just the long, like the long tail mud motors. And there was quite a bit of ice on that morning and we'd made it to our spot just fine. And, uh, we'd hunted, you know, we'd hunted a few hours, the hunting was not good. So we decided just to to call it early and um well on in the meantime the uh the ice had basically froze back over from the back of the boat ramp and uh he was kind of moving the motor around a little bit kind of get it away from the ice well uh broke the uh broke the prop on the motor and completely busted the prop off the motor so we were stranded uh stranded where we were at and uh, we ended up busting ice for I don't know probably 100 150 yards before we made it back to the original like the actual boat channel. And we were kind of sitting there, and luckily there was another guy coming out from his spot and uh, towed us back to the uh, towed us back to the boat ramp. But we were almost uh, stranded there for a little while. We were about as far as we can make it walk in the boat.
0: Yeah, as I say, up shit Creek without a paddle, about what you guys were.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what we were. We were way up shit Creek, and with somebody, a guy was nice enough to uh, give us a tow back, so. Yeah.
0: Well, I guess, why don't you tell me, where is your dream turkey hunt at? Where do you want to go that you haven't been yet?
1: Dream turkey hunt? Yeah. <coughs> I would say probably out west anywhere, somewhere in the mountains, you know, Colorado, Montana. Um, But yeah, I would say out west um, or, I mean, even um, down south to Mexico to chase the gold's turkey. um, Those birds are a different breed of bird. I mean, they're just a bigger all around bigger bird. They've got the white tip feathers like the Merriam's do, uh, but they're just a huge bird and they're in, in some rough, rough terrain. So I think uh, I think if I had to narrow it down to one, it'd probably be that one, probably be the gold sturdy in Mexico. But anywhere I had to be like big stands of hardwoods with big ridges and creek bottoms and whatnot, just because the Eastern, there's nothing like the gobble of an in turkey they just gobble harder Than any other bird So they're uh, That's probably my Probably my favorite uh, Way to hunt turkeys Is in the hardwoods on, on a big uh, On a big edge.
0: Yeah I guess Why don't you give us some parting words of wisdom As we're rolling in turkey season here What should the people know that could help them out This season Quick advice
1: Quick advice Um Take it easy. Give the bird the respect it deserves. Um, you know, don't uh, don't always go and right in after a bird. Um, evaluate the situation, and then if you are lucky enough to to connect with one, give him the give him the respect he deserves, and um, enjoy every moment of it because you never know when your next one might come. So, just enjoy it. That that's that's a big thing that. I've come to, to really realize as I'm getting older is just enjoy every minute being out there, um, you know, every aspect of it, So,
0: Good advice. So if the people want to listen to more of your sultry voice, where can they hear it at?
1: They can hear me at the Final Descent podcast. Um, that's on Spotify, iTunes, I guess Apple Podcasts. Um, Amazon, Google Podcasts, um, at the Final Descent. Um, if you'd like to to follow along on Facebook or Instagram, um, and even TikTok, I'm um, at the Final Descent Podcast. Um, follow me on on there, and uh, you'll see some more uh, Turkey content uh, coming. Hopefully, in the next couple of weeks, with that uh, with that ramping up. But I uh, appreciate you having me on on this evening it was a good time look forward to doing it again
0: yeah for sure once you roll into a fishing season start slinging around some catfish we'll have to talk about it or some paddlefish if you're gonna go do yeah
1: it. yeah definitely definitely so our our uh our snagging season is actually in in right now and i i don't know if i'll get to do it or not this year because coming up turkey season basically consumes the rest of april while that's open so i don't know if i'll don't know if I'll get to do any snagging this year, but um, looking looking forward to catching some catfish though, and uh, getting after some trout too.
0: Hell yeah! All right. Well, thanks a ton for coming on, and uh, you have a good Easter tomorrow.
1: Thanks. You as well, buddy. Take care.
0: All right.